0: Hello, this is Rain City Bunker, and I'm Andy Brown. I'm here with Greg Moon. This is episode 15, correct, Greg? It is episode 15. Um, so, in February was when we did our last one. Late February. Uh, and, and so, we just checked it, um, and you might be seeing two come out at the same time on Rain City Bunker because it was on Greg's other project, uh, A Lot of Talk. Uh, but it looks like it might have had some difficulty playing. Yeah, on Rain City uh, I had
1: posted it on Rain City Bunker website, but when I tried to play it, it wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if some I made a technical snafu or not. But um, it's posted in both places, so I'll fix that, and it'll be posted on Rain City Bunker and then my new website, so, but- yeah, A Lot of Talk.
0: So yeah, alototalk.com. Could you spell that for people in case
1: they want to go see it? Yes, it's A L O T T A. T A L K, a lot of talk.com. And uh, since we're talking about
0: that, um, that's Greg's project that he's been working on. Um, so why don't you, you talk about it? Because you've actually had some kind of interesting things happen with it. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I got to give you a lot of credit, Andy. <laughs> of when we started Rain City Bunker back in 09, I think it was early 09. Uh, you introduced me to the idea of podcasting. We're sitting down, recording ourselves. It's real easy, everybody. But uh, and then along the way, I came up with the idea for my website, A Lot of Talk, which I had meant to be kind of a chat mini blogging site. But I met some. Uh, well, I met Kelly Carinder of the Tea Party Patriots, and I interviewed her for A Lot of Talk because on A Lot of Talk, I was trying to get people involved and attracted audience and then i interviewed her and then she had mentioned they were thinking of a podcast so i said hey i can do a podcast so uh we've done six shows already and we're doing it almost weekly and it seems to be attracting an audience i got to get better analytics on my website but i think we're hitting 85 hits a day so yeah. i'm real excited about that and i Thank you, Andy, for introducing me to podcasts. Hmm.
0: And As people who've listened to the show and that know me, I'm I'm not uh,
1: conservative, but uh, okay, you're welcome. Well, you are a shareholder in a lot of talk. So if something big happens on conservatives, you don't care. You'll be even happier that the money came from conservatives, right? So uh, yes, money and, is good. And by the way, as you also know, this is a non-political podcast, yes. but we like to joke about our differences a little bit.
0: Um, now, what I've got going in, in my world with my projects is um, I actually uh, with a crew of friends and colleagues, I shot the first part of a documentary um, that I want to do. Uh, I'm still not quite sure. I got to look at the footage. I'm not quite sure if the stuff that we shot is going to be its own mini documentary, a part of a larger one or both because uh, it could probably be both. Uh, but that was really exciting. It's one of those things. um, it's, I've kind of likened it to uh, trying to put together a band or something where, you know, just people, people are busy, uh, you know, uh, and then people get sick that we had that happen, the, the place where we were going to go film, it's, uh, the, the subject of the, uh, that part of the documentary is this guy and he's got his workshop in the basement of his house and his girlfriend was sick and her daughter was sick and, you know, and then we just misscheduled some stuff, but it finally happened. So that's always... A, uh, for any of these type of things that I do, that's always a wa- uh, watershed moment is when you actually get the first part of it done. It goes beyond talking. Um, and it, I think it turned out really well. Uh, we haven't edited it yet, but the, uh, the videographer uh, told me that the, the footage looks really good. Um, so I'll, I'll keep people posted on that. Uh, that's part of a larger project that still, I have in
1: mind. Still top secret? The bigger um, project?
0: Yeah, I'll just keep it quiet, because it's just... It, <laughs> and not necessarily that, like, anybody would steal it or anything, but I don't want you know, to... You build expectations. Build expectations, or, you know, maybe I'm a slightly superstitious about it, that if I, you know, get really um, get really uh, uh, enthusiastic about it and chat too much about it, that it might, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just a little superstitious about it, I think. <laughs> so it's not necessarily like that, you know, uh, that somebody might steal it, uh, but... Um, i'll talk about it a little bit more next time as, as things come together uh so speaking of projects uh in our last podcast i believe we mentioned that we were going to do a, a little video surveillance project on greg's um the mysterious bags that have been showing up by greg's place and i don't think
1: did you say you got one bag in the time since we talked about it or i don't think so i think i found a pair of women's shoes (laughs) okay what that didn't that weren't in a bag right so
0: that (laughs) doesn't really qualify so a couple updates on that unfortunately we've (laughs) run into some technical difficulties the technical part of it being that i keep forgetting to bring the right parts over and it's it's kind of complicated we're trying to set up a surveillance camera with a little dvr and the little hard needed, like this time we got the camera working, um, we and run the cord to where we need it to go. And the little monitor's working. The little monitor that we were using to check the footage work. But it, it looks like I, I can't find the cords for this little DVR, and I brought some cords that I thought would work, but it doesn't seem to be working, so we're still yeah. we're still working on that. Um and we'll keep but updating there, on But there's another
1: that. little update about that. The city has oh, come yes. by where I live, and they cut back the bushes. Right. So we're wondering if that's going to dissuade the mysterious bag giver from dumping the bags on that yeah, section of the so, road. <laughs> but because it's more open now. Yeah. So.
0: so if it is like somebody furtively, maybe the shoplifters or whatever, they yeah. might not be as drawn to that area because it's not as it's secret. more open. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. we may never know. The This may remain a mystery. However, in keeping with the idea of having an experiment uh, that, you know, we can keep you updated on. And he's an amateur scientist. <laughs> I don't know if scientist is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I read about this, this app for the iPhone. And I thought, oh, this would be fun. And it's like 99 cents. so I'm like, you know, why not spend 99 cents to, to experiment around with this? And um, I, I came across the link. And we'll put this link up on our website, Uh, but here I will read from it a little bit. This showed up on CNN, but I'm just going to read a few parts of it. Harvard PhD student Daniel Nadler is trying to bring a really rudimentary version of the movie Inception to life with a new iPhone app that aims to help you program your dreams. (laughs) Is everybody intrigued? I know (laughs) I was. Called Sigmund, the 99 cent app builds off of pre-existing sleep science to help people quote, program the content of their dreams from a list of a thousand keywords. After you select one of one to five words from the list, a sort of soothing, sort of robotic female voice reads the words you select during the deepest moments of your sleep cycle, the REM cycles, when you're most likely to dream vividly. In a sleep study that was the basis for the app, 34% to 40% of participants' dreams were memorably altered by the suggestive readings, he said. Quote, obviously what goes on in the sleeping brain is not entirely remembered, so it could actually be a higher incorporation rate, he said. Um, You don't have to fall asleep to the sound of the voice repeating the same words over and over. Before you go to bed, you tell the app what time you're going to sleep and what time you plan to wake up. It reads the words you've selected only during the points in your sleep cycle, when you're most likely to be dreaming, based on averages of when REM cycles tend to occur, uh, so if you're sleeping four hours, you'll get the words at different times than if you're sleeping for eight hours, and uh, probably sadly closer to the four hours of sleep. That's my own commentary on it. <laughs> um, so the iPhone, you just set it up and it and it plays it over. Now, what would be really interesting, you couldn't do with an iPhone, but if you, there are ways. Too bad you can't measure your brain waves. Uh, there was a device that. I'm sure Greg is going to be shocked about this, but that I've bought and that That um, you have bought that I bought years ago that it's like a mask that you wear and it's supposed to detect when your eyes go into rapid eye movement uh and it indicates indicates, it indicates indicates dream stage and it it, is that one would blink a light in a minute So it would tell you within your dream that you're dreaming. Um, now, it would be interesting and maybe, you know, if I, you know, I've been doing a little bit of like, uh, you know, um, maker sort of stuff, you know, the electronics and stuff like that. If I could incorporate that with the the, the app or something where, you know, would do that, then it would definitely be entering. They would be playing the voice while you're, you're doing the REM sleep, but that's kind of complicated. But what I am going to do is I'm going to get this app. You're,
1: you're going to invest 99
0: cents, Andy? I think 99 cents.
1: That's is a little earth. steep for me. I know.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Well, compared a- to... Actually, our, it's steep for me, not for you. <laughs> compared to our uh,
1: little video surveillance thing. Uh, but uh, Yeah, and Andy's doing all the investing. So <laughs> I'm actually the very frugal one. And my friends, my old-time friends will rib me about my frugality. <laughs> but Andy doesn't have as much trouble parting with a dollar well, as I do. <laughs> well, and
0: I think I think Greg knows this already, but let me tell you a little secret. I'd probably be doing this whether we had a podcast or not, (laughs) but I figured I could, I could catch everybody up and, and let you know how this works. Um, so that'll be, that'll be our, we'll at least have that experience. In a comment,
1: you know, I quickly went through this story just real quickly on the internet. And one of the comments was how long until the government does this to make you think right? (laughs) That
0: that was the commentary that I get a lot of my stuff from a place called Mm disinfo.com and I think that was a comment that somebody made on Disinfo. Yeah, That's to probably what I read, yeah. And you know, of course they're gonna that that's kind of the the um the atmosphere of disinfo.com is a little bit more paranoid and everything.
1: <laughs> but you know, how much damage can the government do if they make you have dreams about killing America's enemies or something? <laughs> well, I don't know. It, I mean that's a dream, right? Yeah. That's not or is that going to affect your uh, conscious? Well,
0: I'll get to experiment around
1: with this. Yeah, okay. So, um, so, so do nice things at first, Andy, right? So, you know. You don't clouds and
0: puppies. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And that sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, here we are on City Bunker, always working hard for our audience to unravel mysteries. Right, Andy? Yes. You're committed to that. Yeah. <laughs> it yep. may not be science, really, but <laughs> it's fun. So hopefully you'll have... Uh, a report next time we get together yeah I'm
0: gonna'll i'll download this like tonight and play around with it I mean I, I might not use it tonight but I'll definitely be playing around with it during the week and stuff so um and i'll i'll record what you know if anything happens okay. I don't Good. you know that's a I don't know how many of my I don't really remember a lot of dreams these days. Um, I, I did more when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I think most I think that's common yeah. with most people. Do you remember that many of your dreams?
1: I used to also, and once in a while I do, but yeah, yeah. it seems like not as much. I don't yeah. know if that's a function of age or not. Yeah, and it, it makes, know, we're well into our thirties now, so right. um. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak for yourself, I'm late twenties. <laughs> So anyway, no, that's cool. That's yeah. fun and, and hopefully we'll get the technical snafu figured out uh-huh. for the surveillance. I'm I'm actually kinda of intrigued now because we have it hidden very cleverly. <laughs> the cameras you would never well, find this camera. <laughs> well, we think it's clever. <laughs> so it'll be cool to hear back from about that and uh so anyway, uh, you know, Greg, I just remembered
0: we, we you know plan out our, our podcast a little bit before we go into doing it, but we forgot to write down the April Fool's joke oh, that uh, Greg's right. friend yeah. Jason played This on. is
1: a good one. This is a good one. This is too good. It's a little embarrassing for me, I got to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't know, and I try to keep this quiet, but um, I am the Seattle coordinator for Tea Party Patriots. All right, so, you know, don't hate me. Um, and hopefully, though, some people can agree. It, it's really very basic. But anyway, so um, it's very interesting. So my friend, should I name the friend? Sure. My friend Jason sent me a, a photograph, a picture. Well, w- w- describe, how he, yeah,
0: describe how he did it, how he presented it to
1: Yes, you. okay. Jason emailed me with a photo in the, in the email saying, don't ask, don't tell, or something like that and the photo he sent was it looked very much like a surveillance photo it is a picture of my tenant getting into his car and it's a picture of my house and the tenants you know in front of my house and the tent my tent's getting in the car and it looks like a, from a high angle like it Ten feet. I'd or say about maybe feet. twelve to fifteen feet. Yeah, kind high. of a yeah. high, like a surveillance truck thing. Yeah. And what it says on there is, well, first of all, it, it said Brazilian national, and that's what my tenant is. He's a Brazilian national. Like a
0: text in the lower left-hand corner. Yeah,
1: and had like weird numbers. Yeah. And it had a date on there. Yeah, we'll put a link to this too. Yeah. yeah. I'll. Yeah. Or yeah, we'll yeah. put it up. And the, there's a date on there. And it also said Tea Party member or something like I don't remember exact wording. Uh, tea Party representative. Tea Party representative. Yeah. But so when when he sent me that picture, it kind of freaked oh, me. Oh, don't
0: out. forget the watermark. It had yeah appeared, the watermark.
1: It had what appeared to be
0: um, a watermark saying uh, of the logo saying Central Intelligence
1: Agency. Right. <laughs> and that was a giveaway and a for date. Andy. Yeah. Because Andy said. The CIA is not supposed to do internal surveillance. Yeah. They
0: don't do any domestic things. Supposed to do any domestic
1: right. things. No, they've gotten in trouble. Well,
0: I mean, you know, <laughs> they've gotten in trouble well, with for, in the past. And, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, and there was also a date. Yeah. He, there was a date on the photograph. Yeah. And the thing about the date that was significant is it was a within a two week period of me attending my first meeting in August of eleven right. and before because my tenant got in a car wreck with his car and his car was destroyed like a week later. Yeah. So the, the date on the photograph was about a week after my first meeting. Yeah. As an organizer mm. organizer person. Mm. I went to my first meeting and then a week later his car was destroyed. So when I saw that date <laughs> I was thinking that's fits within it. A lot of the evidence, and yeah. then Andy and I went on for it was like very, a couple days, yeah. we were analyzing the photograph yeah. and trying to say, Ooh. well, we had a couple obvious questions. Yeah. First of all, this Andy brought up, the CIA does not do internal surveillance, or they're not supposed to. Right. And also, but, and we also brought up the possibility, like, this looks like this could be like a Google thing. Google map, or the, you uh, know, street view, uh, if Google you've ever tro- seen street view. Yeah. But I asked my tenant, I said... To my tent, I said, "Have you ever seen a Google truck go by here?"
0: And what do they look, Greg? I, I think I've seen a picture. of Don't they have like kind of a dome on top, or that's the camera that takes a panoramic view? Yes, of Yes, I think driving? they have a pole, yeah, sticking up with the camera. Right, so on they're kind
1: of obvious. It's not like they you wouldn't know. They're no, and yeah. uh, but I, in the car I've seen a picture of is like a small car, not a. Oh, it is. I thought they were not a, van. a truck. Oh, okay. I thought they were. A van. So that was also one of the reasons I was. Yeah. Sus- I am was suspicious because yeah. it was from it's apparently such a high angle, right? So anyway, I was taken in. I could yeah. not figure this out. Andy and I were both not certain about it. Yeah, I i
0: i, I was i was relatively certain it was a uh, a some sort of prank or whatever. Now understand too that um, this was at the beginning of March, right? If you remember? I don't remember exactly. What yeah, it was. but um. I think uh, uh, so. The, the guy who who did this, he was intending to have Greg go on and on and on about it, and then reveal on April first, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. a little
1: bit before April Fool's Day. Yeah. But um, the thing, the thing, I thought, yes, this might be a prank, but I thought yeah. it might be a prank from the other side of the political spectrum uh, yes, as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was another side that I remember trying yeah. to spook me. Yeah. And I actually thought there was a small chance it was real. Yeah. No, and I got in it. No, I will say
0: to I, I, I didn't think it was real. But one of the things that I thought <laughs> to you know to show to be fair to Greg and his politics is I was I thought maybe it was one of his fellow members of the Tea Party that maybe was disappointed that Greg wasn't conspiratory <laughs> enough. <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's not fair to me. That is but, not fair. But, uh, uh, you know, and I thought maybe that person was trying to prod him into... Be, you know, my first thing was, like, I think this is a prank, you know. And, and Greg didn't want to tell me who it was because that person had requested... Anonymity. Anonymity. Uh, so I thought that, you know, maybe... I, my first thing is I thought it was a prank by a, a friend of his. And I I was... My top of my candidate list was Jason. And if you remember in our back and forth, I mm-hmm. said, was this, is Jason?" Yeah. Um, and then you know, second secondarily, I thought maybe it was you know like what I just said. You know, that was that was my conspiracy theory if it was yeah. real. Um, but he he did he did get to, to some elements, which I guess is the best prank is know your target and get to some of the elements that I think. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And and to this day. I have not been able to find that picture now, on Google or anything. Like, yeah, now does Bing have street level? I don't think so. Did you ever ask him where he got? The I photo? asked him, but he he couldn't reproduce it or doesn't want to reproduce yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Because you know that's what is that's what was kind of strange because when we were trying to break this part, we're like you know the first the obvious choice is go to you know Google Street View and see what pops up, and yeah we couldn't reproduce it so. I don't know. You know, that's an interesting question. Does Google rotate? That seems like a lot of work, though, to to continually get street view pictures.
1: Right. And, and the, the views I could find were before I painted my house in 08. So right. I knew it was before then. So right. they hadn't done it in four years. So maybe they want to do it every four years to yeah. keep things kind of updated. Yeah. But I I have not been able to find it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's real, but yeah. it's just amazing to me that he found it and I'm not able to. Right. But and I gotta admit I went to my state coordinator <laughs> oh, and luckily job. he was very skeptical. And I told him, Hey, I don't know what this is, I'm right. pretty skeptical, but what do you think? And immediately he said, I think it's a Google thing. Because mm-hmm. evidently yeah. part of his job is to work with it. Yeah. But Jason got me really good, I gotta admit, but I didn't believe it totally. I was yeah. skeptical, but yeah. I was a little spooked. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, not so much that the CIA would do it, yeah, but that maybe some opponents, yeah. political opponents, in Andy, as you're saying, yeah. maybe you thought it was my own guys trying to make me sufficiently scared. But uh, to kind of really quickly, <laughs> the only conspiracy I've really experienced have been from a kind of a libertarian Ron Paul sort oh, oh, at, yeah, at, yeah. at our meetings. Yeah. We try to remain grounded on, uh, uh, you know, uh, fiscal responsibility is kind of like the main thing. Yeah, and you don't have to get conspiratorial to want.
0: That. Right. Well, so, that's be- that's that's because the twelve foot <laughs> alien lizards that are really in control are using their mind beams on you. <laughs> uh, okay, but, but, I, I've been duly uh, warned. <laughs> but uh, uh, but it, it definitely was kind of a fun little mystery for um, like, well, was, at least for me. I, like I was probably week, freaking about a week. Yeah, I was not
1: freaked out. Yeah. In fact, J- Jason, the prankster. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of like acted like, oh, don't ask questions about this, like. <laughs> If you're going to do that crap to me, right, I'm going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you have that in you too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't care. I don't care if I end up in jail. Right. I'm going to find out what's going on here. <laughs> right. So anyway, right. that was a great prank. I give my friend Jason lots of credit, and I still want to find out where he got the picture. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll and we'll put we'll get we'll make this picture available uh, on our, on the Rain City Bunker site or you'll be able to see it.
1: So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was a good one. That was that yeah. was one. That was probably the oh, best I've ever been pranked.
0: Yeah, and and he like he like we said he wanted to to tell you on April first,
1: right? Did he say that? Yeah, I, I, I think so. He didn't yeah. realize how tenacious and stubborn I am. <laughs> so he had to come clean because I, my next step was contacting the FBI. <laughs> So, you hear my dogs barking. They probably want to get fed, but they have to last another half hour or so. So, we're going to move on. Uh, I found this story just yesterday. And uh, it's it's one of our creature features. Creature feature. So, this was awesome. I mean, it was horrifically awesome. Yes. And the caption was something like, uh, This photo of a spider eating a a one-and-a-half-foot-long snake will burn into your brain. As if you needed further proof that Australia is a phantomomorphic hellscape of (laughs) anoritic horror, arachnid horror, here's a charming photograph of a golden orb spider consuming a half-meter brown tree snake. This battle, which occurred over the course of an hour yesterday, was shot by photographer Ant Hadley, in a backyard in Freshwater, Australia. Hey, you never know when you're going to find an outtake from a how do you say that? Hieronymus Bosch Herodimus painting Bosch. in your backyard. Yeah. This this was horrific. <laughs> so I posted this on uh, my website, A Lot of Talk, and then uh, one of my friends from A Lot of Talk posted it on Facebook. It's it's terrible, and uh, they have a picture of it. And uh, this, this this, is just amazing. The guy who took the picture said this. A few times, the snake managed to get up and attack the spider, and the spider would run back up the web. You could just see the spider chewing into it, and the part which the spider was eating had gone all black, and the insides were bubbling. <laughs> and, and this was a little cryptic to Andy and I, but we think we know what this means. It's official. There is something now worse than the necrophiliac (laughs) ant gangbang. Good hustle, natural selection. (laughs) I'm assuming
0: that's another picture, maybe we could find that too, of of, uh, ants that reproduce and kill each
1: other and eat
0: in an orgy of... (laughs) Sex and violence.
1: And, you know, this was a long struggle, so it didn't just happen. But the guy evidently watched it the whole time. And there's a little video. He he runs the video, and I hope it's far enough back. But he puts his hand behind the spider so you can get an idea of the scale. And the spider is about as big as his hand. It's a big spider. It must have this awful, venomous necrophilia bite that that (laughs) kills the... The, the snake was probably still alive, and is turning black. Its <laughs> flesh is dying and bubbling.
0: What is that word? It's not necrophilia. There's a word. Yeah, not necrophilia. Uh, um, necrophilia is fear of no, death. It's, it, or no, it's it's like, attraction to it. Yeah, attraction to death, and usually sexual. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's oh nec. Oh. What is that word? There's because it's like the flesh
1: eating bacteria. Yeah, necromatizing. Yeah, oh, like I can't that. think. Necro of it. is the death. Yeah, dying. Uh, so Latin. Just, just sounds gross. Yeah,
0: and you know, tell me, tell me. I, this is my thing about you know, in the insect world, spiders are so unique because and disturbing because they seem to have more volition than other insects.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like more evil motive. Well,
0: well, or they just. I mean, think of even even ones that were we have a, a visceral reaction to, like bees and wasps. They just kind of act in this. This way, you know, yeah, predictable way and everything. Spiders, well, one thing, they're not a hive animal. They, you know, um, they're kind of solitary. solitary, Yeah. And they, they hunt. So they, they actually, yeah, they take, they're not reactive. They're, they're proactive, I guess you'd say. And they're. In their actions. But a
1: web is kind of a passive that's true. hunting that's true. weapon. Because yeah. they just weave a web, they sit there and something shows up, and they yeah. kill it and wrap it. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. This, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the snake is in a web. Probably. probably. It probably it. must be a web. pretty thick silk. Yeah. Because the snake, I mean, one half foot isn't huge, but that's right. got to weigh Yeah, quarter pound. Right. Yeah, heard about, no. I mean, some fraction Is it no, of did you?
0: We? I, I saw the pictures. Did you Did you watch the video?
1: Just part of it. Hmm. And it's really static. The spider's just sitting there and the snake's hanging there. Yeah. Nothing's going on. It's probably right. like toward the end of the battle. Yeah. But, you know, uh, real quick, my brother <laughs> had a story. When he was living in Shoreline, uh, he there was a, a spider, like, walking on the wall. And I forget if my brother was approaching the spider, but he, the way he described it, and I trust my brother... He said the spider, like, chased him. (laughs) Like, one of those big house wolf spiders. I'm not sure what kind of spider it is, but my brother said the spider ran after him. (laughs) So that's a lot of volition on the part of the spider. So, yeah, spiders can be pretty aggressive, I guess. You know, that's their job. So... Nice. We haven't had a creature feature I think in an episode or two, so this is a great creature feature. It's disgusting and disturbing and very and, and real too. Some of and our real. and
0: some of our stuff is you know what would be called cryptozoology. You yeah. don't know if it's real or not, but that's real. No, that's, that, yeah, that's the real deal. Sometimes reality is more horrific than some of the stuff you can imagine. Um, and I kind of wanted to end in, you know, something that's been in the news quite a bit is anonymous.com or not anonymous.com, but anonymous, the, the hackers um, that choose different targets and everything. And I read this thing and I was like, boy, this just seems like an invitation to hackers to try to crack it. Um, and basically what it is, it's a guy. I think he has set it up. It's basically a private network, social network for extremely powerful people—200 people, by the you know, to be exact.
1: Was it the top 200? Top richest yeah. and powerful people in the world. Right. And
0: I'll just read you the little thing because I don't want to. There, there's a more extensive article in Esquire, but I just want to get the gist of it because, and and, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, and this is from the article. Uh, Topcom is a private communications platform. For the 200 most powerful people in the world, it it is being officially launched in late January. That's January of this year, so it's already launched. uh, At the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. It is basically a customized, ridiculously secure mm -hmm, (laughs) version of Tibber, a platform developed as a kind of combination Facebook, Twitter, email, texting, and Skype it is a private social network essentially, in this case for world leaders. Um, because the World Economic Forum has a hierarchy, so does TopCom. Uh, the top 200 WEF, World Economic Forum, members, basically the people who run the world, could speak to one another on a given subject, and then they can choose to loop in members from lower tiers, experts, academics as needed, widening the pool of knowledge on whatever problem is on the table. I'm not a hacker, but I've certainly met a number of them. And uh, knowing the mentality, once this thing is out there, they're going to target it. And knowing not only hackers, but knowing security a little bit and understanding how it works, the weakest link is always people. It's that thing, uh, if you've worked in IT, it's always that thing like, all right, choose a password. There's always going to be someone who's going to choose password or their Even name. Even if
1: you're the top 200 guy in the world. What
0: may, what makes you think that they're experts in in, in, <laughs> in IT? They're not. They're just the two, 200 most powerful but people. But presumably
1: they have some probably above average IQ I'm telling in general. You, well, I'm telling you, though, it's
0: often the top people. I'm not talking about my company. We have really good security, but it's often the top people Who are the the laziest and most uneducated about uh about security yeah and security security. so i think that as soon as this thing started i i'd almost guarantee you that and who knows maybe it's been cracked already i mean there's going to be different ways that different people would deal with that there might be criminals who who just steal the information use it to their advantage there might be someone who just gets private satisfaction out of you know, seeing this stuff, or there may be groups like Anonymous that will mm-hmm. release this stuff and and you know embarrass the the product. But it just seems to me, first off, it, it 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 smacks of that thing that that kind of drives the rest of us hoi polloi, the rest of us great unwashed, the proletariat, whatever you want to call us, that drives I think people crazy about. um the elites and the most powerful, wouldn't you say, Greg? It's like is that idea that they separate themselves from us, and and that the, their their knowledge and power and everything all of a sudden goes behind a fortress. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think that's and that's and it's sort of this thing like with the hacker personality
1: that is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um. But I gotta think if these are the top. 200 wealthiest slash most powerful people in the world. Right. They really do have a secure system. But you're right. Yeah. The weakness would be someone picking some stupid password. Right. But someone is probably a tech... Maybe Bill Gates is part of this thing. Yeah. He's probably insisting your password must consist of five <laughs> yeah. letters, three numbers, right. and two symbols. Yeah, It must be at least you know 14 digits. I yeah. mean, I'm thinking there's going to be a techie guy there's, involved in that group who's good. going to oh, enforce... Absolutely some sort of security. Yeah. That doesn't mean it can't be broken. I yeah. mean, computing power is so vast right now. You right. can just buy pure well, computing people, power, crack a password. Yeah. But you know, probably after three tries it locks you out for a day or yeah. something. So it, it might people, be, I'm not saying, it's, nothing's foolproof. Right. But my guess is it, it's not gonna be simple. <laughs> and, the, and the weakest the weakest length in
0: anything like this is always um, the, the people. Yeah. And I, I guess what I kind of find funny is the other danger I think of this for the people that are using it is this. If you're one of these most powerful people in the world um, and you use your cell phone or you use email or whatever, you, um, and they probably don't use Facebook, right? Uh, is, Zuckerberg is the, probably does. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but it's his baby. <laughs> right. Mark Zuckerberg of his Facebook. <laughs> um, you probably take precautions already on protecting you know, your data, mm-hmm. for lack of sure, a better word. Sure. So, but once this thing happens, I think it's kind of like, you know, and here's something to liken it to because it's it, it's the, what is it, the 100-year anniversary. It's like the Titanic. It's unsinkable. So now all of a sudden you take risks and you do things and maybe you put information on there that you wouldn't in, in other certain situations. That's true. And uh, I just think it's very tempting. You know, okay. I think it's
1: very... Tempting sure. for that kind of personality sure. oh, to It's after. obviously going to be a huge hacker yeah. target. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Especially because a lot of the hackers are kind of democratic in a sense, aren't they? Yeah. You know well, more and, hackers than I do. Yeah.
0: But- and there's, there's been a strong or, or even anarchic uh, that, you know, there's been the, the anarchy has been um, uh, it, as a political system, you know, and as a philosophy has been linked to uh, hacker culture for a long time. But
1: on the other hand, can't you kind of understand where they're coming from? If you're Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or yeah. whoever, right. aren't you going to think that you are a little bit in a special club? <laughs> well, of course they of course they do. And, I and know, I but mean, wouldn't you? I'm not saying yeah. just them. I'm saying what if Andy Brown created the next Facebook oh, yeah, I, or something big, became I, a billionaire. I you understand. run in those circles. You know the smart people. Right. Aren't you going to kind of, well, I mean, I'm not say it's right or wrong, but isn't that kind of human nature? I, I
0: understand the motivation for it. Don't get me wrong mm-hmm. on that.
1: I understand the idea that, like, these people want to
0: communicate with each other. They want a secure way of doing it. They want a, th- a thing that, once again, for lack of a better word, is exclusionary. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is, like, how will it be perceived? You mm-hmm. know, already that how this this article came is it might, you know, that site I really like, disinfo.com. It's, it's obviously they're putting it out there like, is isn't that, you know... Isn't that a kind of outrageous? Isn't that you know? Of course, that's what rich people do. So that's going to be the reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, it's it's so tempting for these groups. Oh yeah. Like, and I don't disagree. About like, that. I mean, what is Anonymous going? They've gone after some computer security companies, and mm-hmm. they've they've embarrassed some of those mm-hmm. companies. Uh, RSA. Mm-hmm. They just recently, fairly recently, hacked or RSA. I don't know if it was Anonymous, but RSA, which is a kind of a standard for. Um, for computer security, network security has been hacked, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, yeah, so that part I'm not disputing. I yeah. Mean, uh, but I just think it's going to be tempting for, for them. <laughs> I, you know. And should they should they have it? Should they not? I don't know. Is it a good idea? Is it not? I don't know. Uh, but just as soon as I read this, I was like, oh my god, it's going to be. Well, targeted. this
1: definitely could feed kind of uh, conspiratorial rumors of the elite who run yeah. the world. Yeah. The Bilderbergers, the <laughs> yeah. Rothschilds. Well. It's It'll it's last.
0: concrete. It's a con. You know, because the the criticism, the more sober minded criticism people have of um, the Bilderbergers and that sort of thing, is like, look, it's 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 locking the people out of the process, out of the decision making process and the power process that affects the people's lives. And this is like, you know, and a lot of times those people will be like, no, 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 we just want a comfortable place to to talk about these things. But this is kind of it is a very similar sort of thing. Yeah. Um. But uh. So yeah. Well, I. I guess my my thing is I wouldn't be surprised if we don't a year or two from now if we don't hear about it being hacked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's fun. I mean, obviously it's a it's a very big hacker target. But yeah. this first I've heard of it, mm. and I'm I'm fairly well informed. I, I yeah. don't visit to Simpo yeah. like you do, but yeah. I hadn't heard of it, so yeah. it's not a huge thing that's out there. Right. But. The hackers aren't necessarily going to always go for the big things, right. but the, the kind of intriguing or yeah. challenging things. So, yeah. well, definitely, I hope they have a couple of full time IT guys watching the network traffic. Right. Well, do
0: you remember, do you remember um, there was a case? I don't know where it stands right now, but that that British hacker that had broken into like, you know, uh, the def- the American Defense Department, and everything. You know what he was looking for when they asked him, like, what he was? He was looking for information on UFOs. <laughs> you know which. Cool. Which, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and and so um, the other interesting thing about him too is apparently he's autistic, oh. and uh, uh, they had a, a guy who, who spoke out and I don't know if he testified at the trial. I think he did, but his just a little aside that's kind of interesting. He's like one of the world's um, the world leading expert on autism, and his last name is Baron Cohen. And if that sounds really familiar, he's a cousin of Sasha Baron Cohen, who's Borat and uh, <laughs> the Dictator. Just, just yeah, the out. Dictator, that movie that just came out. Which I think I just think that's hilarious that um, that they're related. They're they're so closely
1: related. But um, something to think about. Yeah. And you know, we didn't talk about this time, and we're gonna have a shorter podcast this time. But next time, I want to talk about that new NSA facility in Utah. Sure. Are you yeah. familiar with that? S- slightly. It's kind of connected with this whole thing. So yeah. let's do that as a teaser. Next time we're going to talk about okay. that. And there's, there's, there's other things about that that yeah. I think are very interesting that we should talk about. And that kind of fits with our, our theme. So point, we'll leave you hanging. Yes.
0: <laughs> so we've got a couple experiments on the line. At least one of them will have some sort of result on. Um, otherwise, we'll, we'll leave you hanging and we will talk to you next time. And that's it for episode 15. See ya.